I'm Kate Daniels. The war in Ukraine can appear as a news story, but we know this is about human beings, children, babies, adults, young and old. And we sometimes feel helpless as to what we can do to act, to make a difference. So this couple, Lilia and Maxim Kovalenko, who are part of the Ukraine Association of Washington, have some information and opportunities for us. Lilia Kovalenko and Maxim Kovalenko, welcome this morning to our conversation about Operation Teddy Bear Lift. And I'm so grateful to have you here as part of the Ukrainian Association of Washington State to give us more insights on how we can be supportive and help in the efforts that you have underway now. Thank you, Katie, for your invitation to have a little conversation with us and yeah, good morning. Thanks for inviting us. Well, I again, I am grateful that you are both here. So tell us, we have teddy bears already that have been collected. They're going to be delivered to the the children, the young children in in the Ukraine. Um, what I know teddy bears, usually children find them comforting. What is your feeling, either one of you or both of you, as to what these teddy bears will mean to the children when they're delivered? First of all, let me go a little bit farther, how it started. Because when we were speaking with 106.9 Worm Radio with Eric, he mentioned that there is a very nice action that sometimes they help him to deliver for teddy bears with first responders to kids who just to show moral support. And how about to do the same action for the Ukrainian kids? Because in Ukraine, we have right now, like the, the most recent information that I have in front of my eyes, that we have 5 million of Ukrainian children have been displaced, displaced over the past 100 days since war started, according to the UNICEF information. And I thought, wow, that's going to be very interesting because, you know, kids and war, you cannot imagine how they feel, in what complications they are right now, right? Because kids cannot imagine that bombs can fall from the skies and what they have to do, how they have to save themselves. So this teddy bear will be a little bit of hope and support. And, you know, this idea about delivering teddy bears was running in my head and I was speaking with my closest friend, Vlada, and she mentioned that when she used to live back in USSR, she was a refugee from one of the USSR republics and she got this teddy bear when she was a kid. She saved that teddy bear. And when she came to U.S., she still have it with her. The teddy bear has named faith. So, you know, for her, it's like a biggest treasure because that teddy bear gives her not just hope. She started to believe that life will continue after the darkest time in her life. And when she just mentioned that, I realized we have to do this. We have to deliver it to Ukrainian kids, and somehow it's supposed to be done. It doesn't matter you know, how complicated it will be. We have to give hope to Ukrainian kids, right? Yes, yeah. that is such a touching, beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. I feel that really says so much as to why we must do this, why we must deliver these teddy bears, that we can't even really then imagine the hope that it can bring in sharing your the story of your friend. I think you said her name is Vada? 
Vlada. 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 Mm-hmm. That shows that really this works. So we need to really be involved and do all we can to support. So the teddy bears are there. They are already going to be delivered this month. All this month, though, it's all focused around doing the fundraising. And you mentioned to me earlier, Lilia, that June 1st is Children's Day in the Ukraine? Yeah. We have, we're not celebrating this day this year, but it's Children's Day in Ukraine. And that's one of the most, I don't know, the, what is the correct word when, when it, it's horror, you know, because in Ukraine right now we have so many raped kids, so many, about 262 children have been killed and 412 kids injured in wartime strikes. So we have such a very dark Children's Day this year in Ukraine. So somehow we have to help those kids and we have to not just give them a hope, we have to give them a real help. With teddy bear will heal their souls, right? They will, teddy bears, it's a warm, it's very squishy, nice toy that you can hug, you can put close to your chest and keep some hope inside of you. But we have to heal and we have to treat their bodies as well. So that's why we started our project together with the Ministry of Health of Ukraine to collect money, first of all, collect money for, the, for buying neonatal incubators for Ukrainian children's hospitals and... Prematurely born uh, children. Yeah, for children's hospitals. Just because of the wartime, most of the Ukrainian hospitals on the eastern part of Ukraine and south Ukraine was bombed completely to the ground. Infrastructure ruined completely. Hospitals and child-born centers were destroyed. Maybe you saw it on the internet and uh, all over the news about Mariupol uh, Children's Hospital. That was bombed to the ground together with the people, with the patients and kids inside. So we lost more than 200 people at that day, at that moment, at that place. And plenty of cities on the Donbass region and eastern side, eastern part of Ukraine, have dealing right now with the same situation. And because of all this complicated war circumstances, we, we've noticed that actually it's UNICEF that's keeping all information about statistics. So at the beginning of the war in Ukraine, there was about 250,000 of pregnant women and that were supposed to give birth during the last three months, 80,000 of them. So it looks like we have plenty, like very big amount of newborns that are going to be born right now. And because of very complicated circumstances, because of constant bombing, this war, we have very high number of premature born kids mm-hmm. that, you know, without the proper care, without the medical supply, we cannot. We need to make sure they survive and have a chance to live. And this is why this is our project that we want to run along with Teddy Bear List. It's so important. Yes, they really go hand in hand. The teddy bears will help the children who are alive right now and give them hope. And the ones who are just being born under such 
crazy, dire circumstances. I can imagine the trauma the mothers are feeling. Therefore, there are going to be a lot of premature births. So the the need for the neonatal units is so critical. It's so critical. Right now, we have 250,000 internally displaced kids around the Ukraine. Big amount of them are somewhere around in Europe, but in Ukraine, in hospitals, they're under psychological pressure because of the circumstances. And some of them lost their parents because of the war. So we will deliver the teddy bears to show them that world and U.S. and Washington state cares about them, that it's a little like hand to show that you're not alone. We're here. We're going to help you not just today. We're going to help you in the future as well. Yes, the children need to know, the families, the parents need to know that there are people around the world that really care, and not just care, but we show that in the support that's going to be coming to them. And so we have the teddy bears. We're talking about the funding for these neonatal units. Probably there won't be as many as are needed, but at least some are going to help. But potentially, would you say, Maxim and Lilia, that if we do raise enough funds, that there could be a great supply of these? It's one of the challenges that we have, because this is not some commodity that goods that you can buy in a local grocery store. And we are exploring different ways. One of them, we're looking if if uh, there are hospitals that are ready to donate some of the units, we are looking at other ways if we can order new ones, but this has to be put on a schedule for manufacturing. It's not available immediately. We are looking at perhaps a refurbished one, mm. you know, everything that works. So we're looking at different ways of how we can use this money to get it as quickly as possible in practical terms. Yeah, and we will collect our money. Actually, we started the fundraising on our website. It's a website from Ukrainian Association of Washington State, and we are a non-profit organization under 501c3 uh, status. So it's on our, on our website, uh, uaws.org, and there are support Ukraine button that anybody who wants to support, who, who has this feeling inside of them that they're willing to help Ukrainian kids to survive so you can go ahead and do your donation. It will go to Ukraine. It will help to save lives in Ukraine. And so we're thinking about these infants, the children that haven't been born yet, but we want to help the mothers survive and these infants to be born and to thrive. And along with this, there are other people who have obviously been seriously injured and so many hospitals are destroyed. So there's need for different kinds of medicines. I saw that there are tactical medicines that some of these funds will be used for. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Not this fund, because this fund will go separately to neonatal incubators. So we're separating different funds for different money, you know, that goes to our website with different projects. For tactical medicine, it's very important for us because civilians need our help. They have to save their lives before they will be delivered to hospitals, and it will give them an extra hour or two, you know, with the first aid kits. So tourniquets to stop bleeding when they're 
leg or, or hand are injured just to stop bleeding and to prevent bleeding to death, basically. So it's not just a regular medical kit. It's a special one because there are several pieces that help to save lives. So IFAC, uh, Individual First Aid Kit, it has uh, many components that are added to the you know, overall small bag. And this could be for blood stopping or tourniquet or antibiotic or scissors to cut through the clothing. And there is not a really a standard, but there are different components that can be put into this and there are best practices and there are NATO standards for what to put, for what's really useful. And we've already collected and shipped to Ukraine. Do you remember what number? We have more than 200 of them were collected and shipped to Ukraine. And about 400 tourniquets were delivered to Ukraine as well to stop bleeding to death for our civilians, kids and Sometimes, I don't know who will use it, you know, but everybody who will have to be saved supposed to be saved. Uh, so we're doing our best, and we're working very close with our doctors who are willing to help us to save Ukrainians on the ground in Ukraine. They're helping us to buy some medicine because sometimes we cannot buy like prescribed medicine ourselves. So our partners from hospitals, they have special license. And we're working with Ukrainian hospitals who asking us, who given us a special request for very specific antibiotics, for example, to save uh, lives, you know, when it's, it's very important to, to use those antibiotics. So that's what we're doing on an everyday basis, except the neonatal incubators that we just started. So we're working mostly on the medical field to help Ukrainian hospitals and Ukrainian territorial defense groups to have necessary medicine and medical treatment on the ground until they will be delivered to the hospital. Right. And the reality is, with so much destruction of not just the hospitals, but even the roadways and the method of getting there, it may be a long time. So these kinds of kits really are can have the potential of saving lives because people will depend on them for a longer period of time than being able to get to the hospital in a in an hour or three. Exactly. Yeah, it's you no longer have this luxury of a local hospital that's 15 minutes away. Yeah, so sometimes wounded soldiers, they just have to be stabilized in the first hour and then airlifted or whatever. But our contribution with medical kits is to save that soldier and ultimately he's a father of a family and we want to save families. Families is a fabric of the society and we need to preserve every single piece of that society, which is children, husbands and soldiers are husbands. And son, somebody's son. son, brother. Right now, you know, when somebody is asking me about Ukraine and my family in Ukraine, yes, I do have my family in Ukraine. My parents are still there. My cousins are there, my teammates, my former classmates, most of them protecting Ukraine right now. They're defending Ukraine. But, you know, I'm not taking my own family as my family right now because I have this feeling that everybody in Ukraine belongs to my own family now. Yes. And added to that, Lily, I'd say that this is where we all, the world needs to see that we're all of us are connected. We're all family. And when there's all this pain and destruction and, and killing that's going on, we have to reach out and connect and feel that 
you are the people in the Ukraine are our family. So you're saying they're all your family. I think we really need to learn that lesson. Yes, I agree. Um, yes, and, it is. And there is really, Ukrainians really feel connection with the rest of the world. The entire world is helping a lot from small organizations like us to governments. And you can see how much compassion from countries that used to be just neutral uh, towards Russia or didn't know where Ukraine on the map is. Now all countries support Ukraine and our to make sure that we win in this war. And sometimes when they feel when they see that people complaining about the government how corrupt or how I don't know inefficient right. it is or slow, whatever those thoughts are, when I'm looking at what's happening in Ukraine, I see that those governments out for example, our government is that many people are, you know, not happy with. We see that at the same time US is doing the most and very quick at providing help to Ukraine. And so I think we have to be grateful and including the United States and to appreciate that government is actually not in the nation. <laughs> I don't know how best to describe this, but... Yeah, uh, so since as, as an organization, we're working with our representatives, on a congressmen, senators, they're working with association like a small one as we are. They're very open and they ask him for what we need. They are so open to help on a different level, refugee level, maybe humanitarian level if they need. So they listen to our request and they doing their best how to support Ukraine in different ways. And I wanted to mention the regular individual, because as a president of Ukrainian Association of Washington State, my cell phone number is on a website. So everybody who can find on the internet Ukrainian Association of Washington State will figure out, oh, there is a cell phone number that I can call and ask. Maybe they need something. So I'm receiving every single call from random individuals who sometimes, you know, I'm just listening because people have to express their support and their feelings about Ukraine and how it's very painful for everybody. So I'm very grateful for every single call that I received during this last 100 days. Because, you know, sometimes it's good to know that you're not alone on this battleground, mm -hmm. that even small little help or a warm word will help more than a thousand dollars. Because people care about each other, people will understand the pain much deeper. I wanted to express my great thanks for everybody who supporting our organization here, who opened their houses for Ukrainian refugees, who's helping us to collect donations, to collect medical supplies, who's helping us to even work on a warehouse when we sorting and inventorizing everything what we received from our donors and volunteers. It's very important to have this feeling that, you know, shoulder to shoulder together we're stronger. Right? Yeah, yeah, oh. um, absolutely. I agree, yes. Absolutely, together we're stronger. And I want to also mention along those lines, yes, our focus is this big operation, Teddy Bear Lift, which is really important. But I'm glad you mentioned, too, the local organization and helping the refugee families. There are many things going on. And maybe that might be a way someone feels they can help is they have some furniture or household items that they no longer need or they have extra. 
We're not collecting, but we definitely will redirect that information to organizations who's taking care. I know that plenty of different churches and refugee organizations helping Ukrainian refugees here in the state of Washington. And government gives us a very great support in that area as well. So we have several immigration lawyers who's working, you know, like tirelessly to help Ukrainian refugees with the paperwork that's supposed to be done, you know, when they land into U.S. Yes, and so there are many organizations focused on different things. And uh, because there are already organizations that are focused on helping local refugees, we decided that we will choose a different direction and helping more towards needs in Ukraine so that we can ship stuff to Ukraine. But different kinds of people are contacting us. Some of the offers that people have, if they are directed towards local refugees, then we would connect them with those organizations to make sure that you know each of us is most efficient mm-hmm. in the functional areas that we choose. That's great. I think we've then shown what the bigger picture is, how people can help where they can. But the focus with what we're talking about this morning with Operation Teddy Bear Lift, with what you are working toward, Lilia and Maxime, is the fundraising for the medical supplies, for the neonatal units, and for the tactical medicines for the people who have been injured, and there's just not the facilities to help them immediately. That's right. That's right. That's absolutely correct. So that we are saying, please, as you hear this, whatever amount is possible to donate every single dollar, every single cent really makes a difference and it all can add up. That's where we see how we are as family. We're all connected in this. And so I know on our Warm 106.9 website, we do have a link to Operation Teddy Bear and Lift and being able to donate. But let's also mention your website because along with a link to be able to donate there, there's a lot of other information about who you are and what you're doing, correct? Yes, and the website is uaws.org. It's like Ukrainian Association of Washington State, uaws.org. And so very simple to make a donation there. And I noticed in looking at the website that your organization, that Ukrainian Association of Washington State, has been here a long time. Just last year was your 50th anniversary. Yes, it's 50th anniversary that we skipped because, because of the of pandemic. Yes. yes. So we were supposed to celebrate it widely and we were prepared, we made plans, but it never happened. But it's okay, we'll celebrate it later together with the victory. It will not be 100th anniversary, it will be 50th. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it will be our 51st or 52nd anniversary as soon as possible. We'll do whatever depends on us to go to the Victory Day as soon as possible to help Ukrainian kids, to help Ukrainians to win this war and to have a better life in the future, in a more safe, to make our world more safe place for everybody, not just Ukrainians. Katie, I would like to give a little bit brief history for UAWS since you mentioned you know, 50 years is a big, big time frame. And so... 51 years ago, it was started by one of the Ukrainian immigrants who simply wanted that they could still speak Ukrainian, don't forget the native, to preserve the culture and Ukrainian language, language and yeah. culture. 
for their families, first of all. And so it just started with a few families so that people get together and then have some... Yes, as our state grow a little bit with Ukrainian immigrants, so over the 50 years, more and more Ukrainians were coming to Washington State and as any other cultures, they were looking for families for themselves, right? Because basically when everybody is going to somewhere, they're looking for somebody to connect with the same cultural environment. And as the Ukrainian Association, for about the last 15 years, we have folk dance ensemble. We have about 60 kids in our ensemble. So kids in different age groups, they have fantastic Ukrainian folk costumes. Designed and uh, made by local Ukrainian artists, which look amazing. They look so colorful, so amazing. My kids were dancing for many years, and my son, he really enjoyed dancing. Even I was dancing for a year, then my wife told that I'm too old for that. Oh, but, really? but I do have a hoodie, and which I enjoy and proud to wear no. all the time. Yes, you know, this folk dance ensemble, it brings people together because for sometimes when newcomers just come into our state and they, they're looking for a group to connect their kids with because kids, they have to have friends. So this ensemble gives them this opportunity to get together and at the same time to preserve a little bit of Ukrainian culture on their level and to put this love to Ukraine in their soul to grow in the future, right? to be Ukrainian. American Ukrainian, but to have this background. There are other aspects where you also have a choir that performs Ukrainian songs on Christmas or on Independence Day or on other events. I was there as well, even though I couldn't sing, so everybody asked me to just smile and hum in the background. Because she's very handsome. So. <laughs> yeah, our core, core master, she asked him, Maxim, just smile because everybody's enjoying your smile so it was very cute and so we're celebrating our ukrainian independence day usually on the 24th of august and for ukrainians it's a very big deal because during the last 400 years ukrainian fighting for their independence so for us 30 years anniversary to be independent from russia so this last 30 years it was a very big deal because you know, that journey to have this independence was so painful and so full of fights. So last year we celebrated 30 years of independence of Ukraine. And this year we're planning again to have this celebration. It will be, I hope it will be a victory by that time, but mm. you never know and you cannot predict what's going to happen. But we still will have that celebration, we'll have the gathering together, and we'll continue our fundraising to help Ukraine, to help to rebuild Ukraine. I have to say that in watching the news stories, and I don't watch a lot of them because it's so painful, but the thing that really comes out clearly is how brave and strong the Ukrainian people are. And you're mentioning the celebration of Independence Day really speaks to that. That independence is so dear, so cherished, that they are fighting tooth and nail for their country. Yes, because they have only one motherland, and they have no place where to escape and where to run. So if Ukrainians want to give a future for their kids, that future is supposed to be in a free country, free, independent, strong, sovereign country. 
and that's why Ukrainians fighting to the very last breath to save this country for their kids, for the next generation, for the future. And then that's where we come in and we can help and support by providing the funds, in this case, to really look at the medical supplies that are going to make such a difference. So let's mention the website once again, please. Right. So the website is uaws.org, uaws.org, as in Ukrainian Association of Washington State. Yes, and every single dollar, every donation will go to Ukraine to help Ukrainian kids, to give them hope, to give them life, to give them future. And when Lila says every single dollar, I would like to stress that it's literally every single dollar. We don't have any salaries or anything like that. We're purely volunteers. You know, I have a job. I provide for our family. And Lilia can use uh, spare time for this work, and I, uh, when I can. And same for every single other member of UAWS. We all have our day jobs and work on helping when we can. So it's literally every single dollar. And that really is important because zero dollars go to administrative coverage. 100% of the donation is going to, in this case, it's the supporting of medical supplies for the people of Ukraine. Yes, exactly. Well, I appreciate both of you, Lilia and Maxim Kovalenko, for taking time with us this morning. You've given us such a better insight into the country, into the heart and people of the Ukraine, and the reason why we need to be family and support all that's needed right now. So I thank you greatly for being here. Thank you very much, Katie. Thank you, Katie, for your time, for your support for your warm words that you said toward us, toward Ukrainians, toward everybody who cares about Ukraine. And believe me, it will be always. Yeah, thank we'll you for that. And thank you for not being a bystander. Bystander is nothing to be proud of in this time.